0: Howdy, my
1: friend. That
0: beard is looking so fantastic.
1: I feel like, uh, I think there's a guy from the Steelers called The Beard or something. I feel like I'm ready to rival him.
0: Yeah, you're like the Houston Rockets, James Harden, The Beard. I like that. It looks good, man.
1: I wish I had his stroke. I heard that. Talking basketball, of course.
0: Don't we all? Talking (laughs) basketball, I want to talk about, um, we're going to talk about a lot in today's podcast. We're going to talk once again about Our favorite fifth Beatle, George Martin, who really, uh, really punctuates this song. I want to talk about Rolling Stone magazine for a couple reasons. Everybody's kind of talking about Rolling Stone right now. They just updated their 500 um, greatest albums of all time. I saw Uh, that. that. Yeah. Did you see where this album lies on that?
1: I haven't read the article yet.
0: Well, then we'll talk about that. I also want to talk about uh, The Love and Spoonful. We'll start with The Love and Spoonful. Let's yeah. talk about the summer of 1966 was a particularly warm summer, from what I understand. And a lot of songs were kind of written about the sunshine in that year. Uh, most importantly, the song Daydream by The Love and Spoonful, which is a great song. If you're not yeah. familiar with it, it's, what a day for a daydream. <laughs> yeah. Because... Huge hit for the Love and Spoonful. In fact, it was a hit uh, in April all the way through July in England at the time. This wow. song was recorded on the 8th and 9th of June. Also, Sunshine. This is hard for me to say. Sunshine Superman by Donovan was oh, also yeah. a hit. Yeah, we all know that one. Uh, the Stones had a song about the summertime. It was called Paint It Black. That's classic Stones. They they take the dark edge, <laughs> and the Beatles were influenced by kind of all of that, and they come up with this song. Paul mostly. Song called Good Day Sunshine
1: yeah.
0: mm, It's a great song Off the Revolver record um, This song was written At John Lennon's house on a particularly beautiful day And I n- always thought I mean I always thought this song Was Beach Boy influenced uh, I was wrong uh, I always assumed the Beach Boys hugely influenced This entire album But i w- I want to talk about that as well Because I feel completely wrong I feel like I've listened to it for the first time Um, Let's talk about Revolver before we even get into this song, because I think it's important to set the tone uh, for this song, because on that album, it opens with Tax Man. That's the first song you hear on the album. Great George Harrison song. Mm, Kind of odd for them to open with a George song. Totally. You know, almost a protest song. That first side closes with She Said, She Said, which I will put forth as one of the hardest rocking Beatles songs. (sighs) underrated, one. kind of in that Hey Bulldog range where it's killer. Yeah. The second side of the album opens with this song.
1: Yeah.
0: A Good Day Sunshine. Uh, it, that, uh, that second side and the album closes with Tomorrow Never Knows, which we talked yeah. about. So you're talking about four incredible songs clearly chosen for the power with which they wield. Uh, and this one is, it's a great one, Jay.
1: You just I'm, dropped really wield. T-
0: Nice. I wheeled. I mean, they just, they, it's, it's a great one. It's got a great outro. Uh, they practice really hard to get the sound right yeah. uh, for this song. But what I love about Revolver, what I kind of went back and found, maybe this is kind of in our internet thing that we search for, but evidently Brian Epstein reached out to Muscle Shoals Studio in Alabama yeah. Where the Beatles wanted to record this record. They wanted to record it in America. They wanted to get an American sound.
1: God, I'd forgotten about that. I'm so glad you brought this up. That's that's kind of a
0: new thing that I learned. uh, And man, I think I'm kind of disappointed that that didn't happen. Not that this isn't, I mean, this is one of the greatest records of all time. It sounds so great. I always thought it sounded Beach Boy, but I'm scrapping that at my new age of 45, not my new age, it's just where I am now. And I hear them really wanting to sound American, really wanting to sound R&B. And this song is almost like R&B Baroque style, you know, like folksy R&B. It's got that, you know, the piano solo's kind of out of left field. Yeah. I (sighs) I I like that. It's a great one, man. It's a great one.
1: It really is. It, it is, like many of the songs that we've talked about, it is a song that I have much more respect for. Respect's maybe not the right word, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I I listened to it today for the first time probably in years because it's not a... I mean, I, I play bass on it, so I don't listen to it yeah. a whole lot. Um, wow, it's so cool. And it's yeah, it's not a... I mean, it's a pretty straightforward song, seemingly, but it's seemingly, so right. cool. Because
0: it starts... It's, I always would assume, as, as I was reading in my research, that it's in B, because I know that it starts in B, and typically in a Beatles song, they always start yeah, in the key. Right. It's pretty rare for them not to. This song is actually in E. Which the music uh, evidently Leonard Bernstein. This is one of his favorite Beatles songs is, because indeed. of that fact. It kind of starts on the five. You go to the you, you end up in E on the on the the verse, and then the second verse they ch- they do a key change for a solo. Mm. I I don't know. The record is is ingenious. It's number eleven on the top five hundred, um, and I just want to read you a couple of the albums that it, that bookmark this record in the in the Rolling Stone, which I, I, you, you know how they are. Oh yeah, I think we both kind of now. Thriller is number twelve. Now I probably would have put Thriller. I don't know, number three, number two.
1: That's interesting. Uh, but yeah. they
0: put it at number twelve. They put uh, Revolver at number eleven, ahead of Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper, I believe, is in the twenties. Okay. Uh,
1: the
0: The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill is at number ten. Awesome album. This is they've updated. it. I mean, I don't disagree with that. That it's a frickin' top ten, incredible album, ahead of Revolver. Maybe not Uh, The highest rating Beatles record in this Is Abbey Road at number five Songs in the Key of Life By Stevie Wonder number four Of course one of the greatest albums of all time Joni Mitchell Blue number three I definitely disagree with that but that's me Beach Boys Pet Sounds number two Uh, I, I can't argue with that I mean I love that record very much And number one Marvin Gaye What's Going On Also can't argue with that That album is aging incredibly well but man, "Revolver" at eleven is a little bit of a slap in the face to me, a little bit of a stinger. It's so good,
1: it, so good. I mean, it, it is one of the great rock and roll records.
0: Really yeah, is. and for the Beatles, what a what a fertile <laughs> period. Uh, the the first four songs on this album, I read this as well today, all end in a different key than it starts in.
1: Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I read I that love, too. I love it's like.
0: Oh, all right. Let's get down to, to your area of expertise, of course, the recording of this song. The Beatles come in and they rehearse it. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, re- they're rehearsing this one. We have Ringo on drums, obviously a Ludwig kit. Drummers, you know which one he's on.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Macca, Macca on bass, is he on uh, Rickenbacker at this time? Well... Or is he on the Hoffner? What and do you that's, think?
1: That's what I'm... I'm wondering about that today after listening, because on the... So... On the stereo recording, you've got drums, bass, and piano. I'm assuming that's Paul on the on the basic track, which makes yeah. it impossible for him to be on bass. So I'm, right. I'm wondering if George Harrison played bass on this.
0: Interesting. Very because Paul definitely plays the piano part in this song.
1: Right. There's three and, uh, piano parts.
0: Three <laughs> piano parts, right? So we have <laughs> This is where it gets interesting, Paul playing piano.
1: At least which, once.
0: At least once. Yeah. Uh, and then is there a, then there's the George Martin one, which is a slowed down with a tremolo. Did they they very sped it right? They slowed it down to half speed. He played the solo. Uh,
1: not down to half to- speed. Actually, no. Okay, they just lay it slowed, on me. They just slowed it down a little bit. And this is this was the period where they started really experimenting because of because of the things Ken Townsend did with the automatic double tracking. They started experimenting with tape speeds to to make things sound different. So they would slow it down. I don't know if they retuned or if they just slightly wow. slowed it down. And it's interesting, because some people say they sped it up, but in in recording The Beatles, which is that huge book that I have that's pretty well done. It's not 100% yeah. accurate in my opinion, but I mean, what do I know? Um <laughs> They uh they said they slowed it down just a titch just on just on George Martin's piano solo and on the vocals. Wicked. Yeah. Which which does Wicked. I mean, they were way into that. I mean, yeah. uh I'm Only Sleeping is slowed down da- the entire song is slowed down. So uh they were way into doing this at the time. So and so what
0: effect does that? I mean, explain it to explain it to me. Like I have no idea what you're talking. So when they when they slow and speed, what effect does that put on that sound? Why are we hearing it? Why does it sound so cool?
1: It changes the the timbre, which is timbre is basically you know why a clarinet sounds different than a tuba if they're playing right. the same note. You know, it's just how the harmonics, the harmonic series of a, of a note. Sound make it sound different, and what it does. I mean, in my life is a classic example where you hear that it sounds the piano sounds more like a harpsichord, right? But it was slowed down a full octave. Here it's just slowed down a titch. Where I I doubt that they <clears> brought somebody in to retune the piano. I think they just slowed the machine down just enough to where it's slightly out of tune. Like it sounds like the tack piano, like the Mrs. Mills piano that we hear a lot. But uh, uh, supposedly it was played on one of the Steinways. They may have brought somebody in to retune it. I mean, it was the Beatles, so I I, I don't know. But it changes the timbre slightly, and I think we hear that in that solo because it's definitely a different sound. Yeah, then the piano you hear in the left with the basic tracks, and then there's another piano on the right, and then there's and that, George Martin's.
0: And that other piano on the right almost sounds electric. Is it? Is it? A, but it's just another piano, right? Are they put, have they put something on it? It makes right. It sounds kind of. I don't know. It doesn't. Sound, I, it's an awesome song. I mean, especially really in headphones is. with the remastered version. It's it's killer. I, I and I want b- to b- before we. Before I just want to go back to Rolling Stone again, where they rate the hundred greatest Beatles songs of all time. This is number 89 on that list.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Number 90 is the long and winding road. Number 88 is, uh, hold on here is rain. Come on, Rolling Stone. It's like if Bob Dylan would have written all the Beatles songs, they'd all be number one. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. But Bruce Springsteen or Bob Dylan had anything to do with the Beatles. Those would be the top 10. Um, so what's John doing on this song? Any guitar on this?
1: That's, that's what's interesting. Right? <laughs> there's a couple of spots where it claims there's guitar. And I meant to, I don't know if I have a multi-track of this song or not. I meant to listen to it to see if, I, if there was any. I don't think there yeah. is. I think it's just three pianos, hand claps, Ringo drums and then he does a cymbal kick drum snare drum overdub which is very clear in the stereo very version. cool yeah big
0: time yeah way out in your right ear you're like whoa whoa what is <laughs> yeah. why is that cymbal in the beginning it just comes it's like oh everything's on the left side Every, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy it's yeah. crazy, it's yeah. crazy. It's great cool. stuff
1: um yeah so i don't think there's any guitar on this
0: crazy so pretty sparse recording yeah. But they, it doesn't sound that way. And now I do hear, I mean, you hear that American, like them really wanting to make it R&B, you know, and it's, but it's, it's still them. So that filter comes out it's so cool. It is. It's cool. a great one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a
0: great one. Even if Rolling Stone doesn't think so, we do.
1: Totally. Uh, and,
0: you'll, <laughs> and you'll notice in our book here, our Revolution in the Head. It says uh, McCartney: vocal, bass, piano, hand claps. Lennon: harmony, vocal, guitar. Question mark.
1: Yeah, that's right. They what I don't saw even it. know. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's any in there, but you never know.
0: So they, they record it in June in two days. Uh, They lay down the basic tracks, come in, lay down the vocals. And then the song is released in August. It's not a single, not necessarily a hit. Um, But people know this song. This song gets requested a lot. This is a song that I would have never thought of as not a hit. This is a, I don't know if it's in your Essentials Beatles playlist. Where does it fall for you in that? Are you putting it in the Dave Grohl cool list? Are you putting it in the, yeah, this is a Beatles song everybody knows. Or is this a rarity? I guess uh, I don't know. I don't think of it that way.
1: Oh, I don't think of it as a rarity. I I, I yeah. think of it as like uh, um you it's like it's like you won't see me. It's almost like it's almost like it's one of those songs where like when I when I first bought Revolver when they did the CDs in 87 and I heard it and I was like I know I've heard this song and I've probably yeah. heard covers of it. Like like I right. listened to the beat bugs. You told me about the beat bugs. Yeah, right. I listened to them with Robbie the Williams. Their Robbie Williams cover. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> solid. And I love it's the an, guitar. I'm awesome. like, ooh, I might but anyway. Um but yeah, so it, it's it's one of those songs that like it just, you know, I probably heard it many times as a child and didn't realize that it was them or whatever, you know, yeah. but it's, yeah, it, it's, it's not a rarity to me. I think it's one of, and, it, you know, and I listened to McCartney's version of it on uh broad street today. That's yeah. a pretty solid version too. I yeah, love the drums is. in it. I don't like the, the some of the, yeah, it's stuff, very, but. it's very 80s
0: sounding. Yeah. I was, I was going to talk about that. He, he, it's, it, I, I don't know where to put the songs that he plays live, you know, because he chooses the best songs live. I mean, yeah. I, that's just all there. When, when he breaks out things, you're like, oh, everything is a gift. And he's played this one live a lot. Uh, he played it in the Flowers in the Dirt tour, which is like that 89 tour when he kind of went back out on the road. Mm-hmm. And then he played it uh, again in the when he came back, whatever that, like after 9-11 when he started touring mm-hmm. again, kind of the back in the U.S., back in the, the world tours. And this was a song that he performed at a concert, and they beamed it up to the International Space Station as they were waking up. It's like the first time it ever happened. This is the song they chose, so it's got to be important to him. Uh, and so for that reason, I mean, it's then it's important to me. I love this song. Um, every time we play it, I mean, I, I don't know if we'll ever share microphones again, but this is one of the rare times that oh God, you and I shared right. microphones. <laughs> you at six. Four and me at five eleven, you know, on a good day in my shoes, and uh, I'm trying to reach up and sing harmonies on you with this song. Um, I just have a lot of great memories of uh, of this one, and I, I think it's I think it's a great one. I do um, too. I do too. Yeah, the, and the Beat bugs. Am I right? Totally. Yeah, I'm oh, digging that. Yeah, I forgot to mention them in "Hey Bulldog." There, just as a quick note on "Hey Bulldog" that we talked about, the Beat bugs' killer version, and a group called uh, Fanny does one of the most an all female group from the '60s covering "Hey Bulldog." Check it out. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm gonna write that down. Check. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Fanny, and then you go down the Fanny hole. It's it's a it's a good one. <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I I think this is right
1: there, Billy. (laughs)
0: Just leave that. Again, I'm speaking about music. We're talking about we're talking about music. Okay, I want to talk about a couple things here that there were some great. um, Oh, yeah, I covered all those. I covered the thing about the songs. Let's see if I missed one. Oh, the Kinks Sunny Afternoon also came out in there. I don't want to forget about the Kinks. Oh, yeah. That was on the radio as the Beatles were recording Good Day Sunshine. Um, great song. We're not gonna we're not gonna just rate it just yet. I want to talk about playing it live. There yeah. there are a lot of obstacles playing this one live because you do need the two pianos
1: at least. Yeah, yeah.
0: you got it, at least. Now I'm thinking maybe we should add a third. Uh, you play bass on this one. This yeah. is the only time you play bass. It's awesome to see you pop on the Rickenbacker. <laughs> Sometimes Rickenbacker, sometimes Hofner. Yeah, I gotta then, go uh, Rickenbacker
1: because I always get lost on the Hofner because it doesn't have the, so small. Doesn't have the yeah. dots.
0: No, you're lost.
1: You gotta flip it up. So sad.
0: Um, the vocals are the most important part. As with any Beatles song, you have to nail that ending. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. in watching McCartney live on a couple of them, they, he does some interesting endings of the songs. And this is one that we do a fade out that's always kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Day, good But it tags on to what you talked about. I mean, the Beatles have the best outros. Killer outro <laughs> they on this do song. Sweet outros. Yeah. Yeah. How about playing it live for you? Any, uh, oh, it's any, always any- fun to,
1: to, uh, hop on the bass, you know, and, and hear, uh, Matt and Tara tear it up on piano. So yeah, this is, uh, this is a good one. I always, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like doing this one.
0: Yeah, I like it too. Drums, obviously important to every song, but man, this is is a good one. So if you're still listening to us, we're we're so glad you're listening. We love doing this, um, obviously. Uh, We want to rank this song because, man, again, Rolling Stone rated it 89 in the top 100 Beatles songs, so I guess it cracked the 100. For me, it's probably a top 50, I would say.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's it's
0: definitely up there. Um, So... I, I give it to you, my good friend. Please okay. give it a glass onion rating. Once again, we rate on a ten point scale. We like to put dots in there because I don't know numbers. <laughs> For example, 9.3, 7.1. <laughs> <laughs> Lowest score given yet? I don't even know.
1: Yeah. All right. I'm not sure. Either. I
0: turn it over to you, my friend. I'm
1: gonna go eight point two. And I tend to I tend to go a little high. I still think of I still think of it like I'm grading you know like a you know high school english paper yeah. so there's very few Beatles songs that are going to go below 80% for me which is yeah that's fair if we're converting from percent to fractions or decimals stop
0: stop i already
1: said no oh numbers my, billy come back come uh. back <laughs> <laughs> so i'm going to go 8.2 i eight like po- that 8.2 8.
0: from jay Hansen for good day sunshine I'm gonna go 7.9 on this one. I just really, really like this song. Uh, and that, I mean, for me, that, that's gonna be a high score. I love George Martin on it. Anytime George Martin comes in and doesn't save a track, but enhances a track, which he clearly did on this one, you're always gonna get higher than a seven for me. Um, Should have been a single. I think this is a great Beatles I single. I agree. I agree. I think this would have been a hit in America, especially, you know, especially in August when they would release the album. Um, But, you know, they weren't really doing that at that time. No singles on that record, as we've later discovered. Are they? Oh, uh, Got to Get You Into My Life was a single in the 70s, kinda.
1: Was it? Okay.
0: I I mean, didn't they
1: do. Was Yellow Submarine a single in America? Did we talk
0: about that? Yellow Sub, and I think maybe when. Listen to us. We already don't know. I don't think. Uh, You know what? Check our work, people. We're gonna say there aren't any singles on Revolver, there weren't any singles on. uh, on Sgt. Pepper either, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, because then they were just releasing the past master. Listen to us, we're talking to each other. Hmm, are you still <laughs> listening out there, people? <laughs> well, if you are, we still care about you.
1: Because they did uh, Paperback and, and Rain. Day Tripper. That oh, that's single, right, Paperback like, Rain. 66, so.
0: And Day Tripper uh, and We Can Work It Out was the 65. rubber Soul b- before that. Yeah. And then we have Strawberry Fields, Penny, Penny Lane. Lane. That should have been on Sgt. Pepper. Anyway, we delved into Good Day Sunshine today. It was a great one. Main writer, McCartney, recorded 8, 9, June, 66. What were you doing in 66? I wasn't alive. Yeah, we weren't alive. What were you doing? Were you a kid? We don't know. Send us messages uh, because the last one we did was a requested looking through the glass onion for us. So info at billymcguigan.com. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Apple or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, like, all that stuff. Did I miss anything, Jay? I don't think so. I don't think so so either. We're still searching for sponsors. If you're fans of our show yesterday and today, we are opening uh, in a week. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. So probably when this possible? comes out The week that this comes out We're going to be at the Omaha Community Playhouse For the month of October And then for the first time in, I don't know Nearly 20 years, we'll be taking Looks like November and December off So we'll have lots of podcasts for you My friends
1: <laughs> Daily, podcasts.
0: <laughs> Daily podcasts Potentially coming from us So maybe you pick the next song But if not, Jay will uh, Until next time my friends, I'm Billy McGuigan That's Jay Hansen. This has been Looking Through the Glass Onion. Peace.